Hello, and welcome to podcast number seven of Safe Dividend Investing. I'm Ian Duncan McDonald, author of Safer, Better Dividend Investing. The biggest enemy to successful investing are three very human mental influences that can obstruct logical investment decisions. They are getting on the bandwagon, the fear of missing out, and fear of loss. People are conditioned from an early age to conform to norms. You accept the religion of your parents without questions. You buy products based on repetitive advertising. You ignore the possibility that there might be better products that do not advertise. Thus, it is understandable that investors blindly buy the hot stock getting the most meaty exposure that promises them great wealth. These sheep gain comfort from investing in something that hundreds of thousands are also investing in. They say to themselves, it must be good, otherwise everyone would not be buying it. They see no need for research to confirm the validity of such an investment or to search to see whether better investments are available. If you buy what the herd is buying, then you cannot do worse or better than the herd. A herd mentality leads to speculative bubbles. Speculators with dollar signs blinding them confidently jump off the cliff without first checking to see if the drop is one foot or 1,000 feet. It is remarkably easy to find safe stocks providing both good income and capital gain. All the information you need to find them is available, free of charge. Companies traded on stock exchange are compelled to file frequent financial reports. Within minutes, companies with high operating margins high book values, paying ever-rising dividends for decades, can easily be located. My website, saferbetterdividendinvesting.com, details how to find such stocks. Why is it so easy for a promoter to sell the illusion of fantastic future wealth to be realized from companies who have never been profitable? Why are investors so eager to believe that following the herd is the safe path to future wealth? Why do they resist spending just a few minutes to determine the strength of the company before investing? Is there fear of being isolated and alone on the outside looking in so great that the risk sharing, the misery of the herd when they all lose money?
fear of missing out. Closely related to the herd mentality of jumping on the bandwagon is the fear of missing out. How often have I heard investors say, I missed out on bitcoins. I missed out on Amazon. I could have bought Apple for a few dollars a share. I'm not going to lose out on this hot stock. What makes them forget the careful analysis of a stock before buying. They ignore the warnings that the stock is speculative. Why are they constantly seeking rumors as to what stock is going to be the one? This is very much the speculator's casino approach to investing. Yes, some people do win lotteries, but you can become rich in the stock market through careful analysis and diversification. You do not need to risk your money on that one stock that is going to be your quick, easy road to riches. I remember how the dot-com bubble 20 years ago caused logical, experienced investors to abandon what they had learned about analytical research. At that time, I was told that the old teachings of investing in companies making profits was no longer relevant. Internet companies that had never earned a penny of profit suddenly had stock valuations running into the hundreds of millions of dollars. Fortunes were being made at least on paper. Then the dot-com bubble burst. The market collapsed. Unprofitable companies went bankrupt. Speculators lost fortunes. I lost $300,000 in what were supposed to be safe investments that my advisors said would be there when I retired. Warren Buffett wrote about the fear of missing out. He said, Nothing sedates rationality like large doses of effortless money. After a heady experience of that kind, normally sensible people drift in behavior akin to that of Cinderella at the ball. They know that overstaying the festivities will eventually bring on pumpkins and mice, but they are nonetheless hate to miss a single minute of what is one hell of a party. Therefore, the giddy participants all plan to leave just seconds before midnight. There's a problem. They are dancing in a room in which the clocks have no hands. Loss aversion. The reason you invest is to make money. If there's no benefit to investing, why would you invest? Thus, it is perfectly logical for investors to try to avoid losing money. Unfortunately, to realize investment gains, you must accept the possibility of loss. The question all investors face is, does the potential for substantial gain in this investment greatly outweigh 
the possibility of loss? And if there is a possibility of loss, how can this loss be minimized? If you are incapable of tolerating the very idea of, lo of loss, then you will never be able to reap the rewards of financial gain from investing. This is why a large segment of the population will never buy a share in a company. They may use that company's products every day for decades, and they may think their products are wonderful, but they are not able to accept that they can share in the profitability of that company. So instead of realizing dividends and capital gains from such companies, they would have grown their money by 10% or more. They squirrel away their money in a bank savings account paying less than 1%. This allows the banks to invest that money for the bank's financial gain, not their gain. You can also see this aversion to loss with investors who are active in the stock market. The stock's price steadily drops. Instead of analyzing why the stock has declined, many investors are paralyzed with fear that the share price will never again rise and they sell it. All businesses do eventually fail. These failures may be due to competition, economic factors, new technologies, bad decisions by management and government regulations. Just as there is a time to buy a stock, there is a time to cut your losses, take what is left, and carefully reinvest that money in stocks with potential for income and growth. The opposite situation occurs when an investor sells a stock that has given them great income and capital gain. They sell because they fear that the stock has realized its maximum reward and they must lock in their gain. They then take this money and try to find another stock that will give them the same or a better gain. What they have really done is put their capital into a state of uncertainty. Often, the stock they abandon goes on to, to even greater gains. Just as an investor should be carefully analyzing a losing stock before they sell it, they should also be analyzing that winning stock they own before they sell it. The prospective stock to replace it should also be analyzed before they sell the first one. The strength of the stock should be the long-term deciding factor, not the current fluctuating share price. A basic scoring of factors such as operating margins, dividend yields, book values, price to earnings, historical prices, and analyst recommendations can allow the risk adverse to make objective, logical decisions of when to sell and when to buy. The simple, easy-to-use stock scoring software supplied with my investment books helps the risk adverse to fight their fears and invest successfully. If the scores show 
that the company is still financially strong with potential for an ever-increasing capital gain, then patience with the stock is called for. A declining share price in a financially strong company is usually temporary and due to emotional decisions by irrational speculators. While a company can control sales expense, profits, research, and adaptation to new technologies, it can only influence share prices. In my next podcast, number eight, we will talk about U.S. stocks paying the highest dividends and also those with the highest scores. (laughs) 